out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Retirement Coach Podcast. I'm Mike Keenan, your host. Today's edition of Retired A is entitled, Should Seniors Engage in Exercise? To answer that question, let's start with a simple quiz. What do the following professions have in common? Mortician, or in more genial terms, a funeral director, pathologist, grave digger, mourner greeter, makeup artist, hospice aide, floral designer, obituary writer, embalmer, crematorium technician, coroner, monument engraver and or manufacturer, cardiac surgeon, ambulance attendant, and stretcher bearer. They all follow a certain theme, don't you think? If you guessed that the theme was exercise, then you are correct. When seniors engage in vigorous exercise, these awful occupations are surely soon to follow. Let me explain. In the old days before 1956, when TV remotes were invented, people didn't have to exercise. Their physical lifestyle was sufficiently demanding. They didn't have to pay $1,450 annually for a gym membership with complimentary towels. Surely you have listened ad nauseum to your grandparents' astonishing tales of rigorous exertion, walking miles and miles to school before metric conversion, which actually makes the distances seem much longer given that one mile equals 1.61 kilometers. But they dropped out of school in grade 6 to help with demanding chores around the home. Now, in modern times, I think that TV personality Ellen DeGeneres offers a good take on exercise. She says, My grandmother started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 now, and we don't know where the hell she is. Ellen also prefers cinnamon buns to buns of steel. I'm with her. Even famous astronaut Neil Armstrong chimes in with, I believe every human has a finite number of heartbeats. I don't intend to waste any of mine running around doing exercises. Hmm, there's something to ponder. Why waste heartbeats? If I was going to waste heartbeats, I'd rather watch a Brigitte Bardot film than do exercise. Okay, at this point, I do not want to sound authoritative, but I should mention that I have a university degree in physical education. I know what I'm talking about. For example, there are two types of exercise, aerobic and anaerobic. Humorist Rita Rudner contends that the word aerobics comes about when the gym instructors got together and said, if we're going to charge 10 bucks an hour, we can't call it jumping up and down. Actually, aerobic exercise is always performed while wearing spandex, sometimes accented by a tasteful sweatband. All other forms of exercise are anaerobic. Spandex is an anagram of the word expands. This does not augur well for one's appearance, so aerobic exercise should be avoided at all costs. The other danger is that during exercise, chemicals called endorphins invade your blood vessels and tend to build up and cause a beatific look on your face, which makes it seem that you are ready and willing to expire. I could mention other disturbing items like the pooling of lactic acid, but there's no need to flaunt my extensive anatomical and physiological knowledge. I do not want to come across as a know-it-all. Jeez, I hate those types. Now, where was I? 
Okay, Nike is a firm that assists athletes by providing exercise footwear and clothing. Their motto is, just do it. Be forewarned, if you choose to just do it, a la Nike, it might set you back $200 for running shoes and another $200 for clothing. 400 bucks for just doing it. Seems excessive, doesn't it? That's amazing when you consider that the original Greek Olympians competed totally in the nude. If advertising existed then, some athletes may have worn tattoos similar to the Nike design, but that's another matter. An unfortunate consequence of exercise is that it is sure to produce perspiration, more commonly known as sweat. I recommend the no-sweat approach for seniors, especially in winter. Sweating will dramatically increase your exercise budget because you will have to add myriad antiperspirants that contain aluminum salts designed to reduce sweat. That alone, aluminum salts, should be enough to discourage exercise. Instead of actual exercise, a wonderful modern invention that seniors might embrace involves machines that actually perform the work for you. You can ski, row, climb, and such, but the cool thing about these mechanical items is that you can simultaneously watch TV. It's a win-win scenario watching professional athletes on TV while you passively ride the machines. It's like driving a car. With exercise, there's always some trend that emerges like hot yoga or yoga performed with goats or some other strange animals. And some people will rant and rave about a particular form of exercise, such as Pilates, which was not named after Pontius Pilate and certainly does not involve carrying a cross. By the way, I tried yoga, not the hot kind or the kind with goats. It is composed of multiple asanas, or poses, which are quite popular amongst extroverts. After a while, I became proficient, posing as a eucalyptus tree. But nevertheless, as a precaution, each day I arrived at class with a shoehorn and a bottle of extra virgin olive oil. I did not want to get stuck in one of those frightening-looking yoga pretzel-like postures. Now, if you are upwardly mobile and status conscious and sufficiently motivated with adequate discretionary funds, you might hire a fitness coach who will shame you into paying him or her progressively larger sums of money merely to watch you perform exercise. I know they often provide encouragement, but so does watching Brigitte Bardot. My favorite form of exercise is gardening. Down on my knees, I love to till the earth, which, after all, is where I'm eventually going to end up. But I guess I should conclude on a more positive note by mentioning that exercise is often linked with good sex. Nonetheless, I must warn seniors that your partner will not respond well in the bedroom if, before sex, you have to first perform 15 minutes of stretching warm-ups. Calling it foreplay will certainly lead to disastrous results. The bottom line is that exercise is essentially attitudinal, and someone once suggested a very practical approach to exercise. Instead of calling your bathroom the john, call it the gym. That way it sounds far better when you say, I go to the gym first thing every morning. A gentleman named Mike Venata gets the last word. He contends... I'm 99% sure no one would run marathons if they weren't allowed to talk about running marathons afterwards. Good point, Mr. Venata. 
If you want to know more about the exciting life of a retiree, listen to more podcasts here. Those with puzzling questions about retirement can contact me at mjk6648 at gmail.com. And don't forget about my book, Don't Ever Quit, a journal of coping with crisis and nourishing spirit, available in paperback and ebook from Amazon. I'm Mike Keenan, your retirement coach. It's my hope that these podcasts might inspire a chuckle or two. Life confronts us with many adversities as we age, and to cope with these setbacks, it's best to cultivate a sense of humor. Laughter is a powerful ally. It can take down crooked leaders and corrupt officials, and it can inspire hope. And that's what the Retirement Coach Podcasts are all about. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and tune in again next week. Oh,